You are listening to Healing Arts with Dr. Shelley Care. Visit me online at www.pastlifelady.com. Connect with me on YouTube at Past Life Lady or on my Facebook fan page at Past Life Lady. The Healing Arts Program is not intended as a substitute for consultation with a licensed medical or mental health professional. The listener should regularly consult a physician or mental health professional in matters relating to his or her health, and particularly with respect to any symptoms that may require diagnosis or medical attention. This program provides content related to educational, medical, and psychological topics. As such, listening to the program implies your acceptance of this disclaimer. guess what? I've got a new book coming out. It's called The Goddess Discovered, Exploring the Divine Feminine Around the World. And it is coming out on December 8th from Llewellyn Worldwide. This book has over 500 deities in it. Part one of the book will take you into the ancient world where you will learn about ancient religions that you may have practiced during your past lives and you'll explore goddesses from the ancient Celts, the Norse, the Egyptians, the Greeks and Romans, and more. And then in part two, we will explore living religions, current modern religions, and the deities worshipped by people during our own modern times. In part three, you'll have a chance to take some past life regressions and even genealogical regressions to connect with the places where your ancestors may have worshipped these deities in the past. Pre-order The Goddess Discovered and you'll receive a free gift, a guided journey from me through my healing arts platform. I hope that this one will be a book that you will have on your shelf for years to come. And I cannot thank you enough for your support of this book. I'll have lots of events coming up. But meanwhile, you can pre-order The Goddess Discovered. And I thank you so much for your support. Namaste. Welcome to Healing Arts. I'm your host, Dr. Shelley Care. Hey, dear friends, welcome to another episode of Healing Arts. So I am super excited for you to meet Colleen Vanderzyden. She is a registered medium at Lilydale, which to me is incredibly impressive. Um, she's hosting a radio show for Lilydale Radio. She is an intuitive. She's got a spiritual community, a really, really talented lady. Colleen, welcome to Healing Arts. It's great to meet you. Thank you so much, Shelly. It's so nice to see you and be here with you today. Yeah, likewise. So I visited Lilydale many years ago, like in the early 2000s, because one of my students told me that this is one of the most magical places on earth, and I got to teach a healing workshop there. So I am super impressed with your credentials, because I know how hard it is to become actually registered with Lilydale means that you are one of the best of the best 
So tell me, how did you start your spiritual journey first? And then how did you find yourself at Lilydale? I know that's a lot, but we want to know it all. We want to hear it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I actually started my spiritual journey in two phases. One as a child where I knew there was more to life, you know, than the physical. And I was interested in magic and, and, you know, witchcraft, because that was the only thing I could think of, right? Not that I followed any of that, but it was an interest. And as a child, I was also very psychic. So I knew things were going to happen ahead of time. So those things were kind of there. But I really woke up in 2000 when I had a, I call it the spiritual awakening, where I was at a conference and I was doing an automatic writing session. And uh, the message, the first time I tried to do it, it didn't work at all. It was like a total disaster. And, you know, then I had to judge myself about that, uh, not being good enough. But then the second time I tried it there, I had this uh, message came through and part of it was be who you are for who you are is blessed. And literally, that is when I woke up and went, I have no idea who I am. I don't know what I want. And so this sent me on this adventure of self-discovery, where I wanted to figure out who I was and what, how I was living. Like, what did I want out of life? And who was I really? And I was started doing all of these different things, trying to figure out um, how to handle my life, et cetera. One thing after another led me to Lilydale. And I actually lived very close to Lilydale for a really long time. I was about 15 minutes away, 12 minutes away. And I hadn't been over here in the, let's see, about 20 years I'd lived in the area. I hadn't been here. And then um, after I woke up, I started coming to church here and I thought, this is amazing. You know, you've just felt like home. It was just felt so comfortable and coming here eventually, I, you know, I was seeing the mediums working and everything and I didn't want to be a medium. I was like, no, I don't want to talk to dead people. No, not doing that. I just want to tell people what to do, which is basically, you know, being psychic or something, right? Do this. You'll have a better life. Just do it. I don't care if you want to do it or not, you know, (laughs) but they kept bugging me like, and it wasn't, I don't know if I was spirit or guides. I'm not sure, but they were like, no, you're going to do mediums. And I said, no, I'm not. I'm just not. So stop, just leave me alone now. And then finally I said, okay, find me the right teachers and I'll do it. And so they brought me an amazing teacher who showed me the ethics. And once I started doing it, it was so natural to me which was surprising (laughs) because I am not one of the mediums. Like so many people say, I saw my first spirit when I was three. I I don't see spirits and I didn't see them when I was three. Um, So I I was a late bloomer uh, in some ways, I guess, but it felt very natural and normal. And then eventually they told me I was going to be a registered medium and I'm going, oh, no, 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 no. So this was, it's, it can be a one or two year process depending on what procedures they have in place at the time. So what generally it's, two years, really. What normally will happen is here in Lilydale, we have outdoor um, message services in the summer. So if you're going to test to become a medium, you go to all of these outdoor services. You have to do a certain number and you practice delivering messages in front of a crowd, basically. Then you also uh, practice doing them. We have Monday night circles. It's called where we have small groups of five or so people and we do mediumship there. So we practice that. And so we just practice as much as we can. And then the testing weekend comes <laughs> where we give three private messages, um, three different people doing private messages with them. And they evaluate 
the reading. And then we do a public demonstration of mediumship for members of the community and the board members as well. And it was like the most stressful event in my whole life. <laughs> it's so stressful to do, you know, because it's you work so hard. And but really what ha- ends up happening is we we recognize that if we are truly here to serve spirit, then we have to trust the process and we have to trust that spirit is going to come through. And if for some reason we don't pass, that doesn't mean we're a bad medium or anything. Maybe there's another reason why we didn't pass. Maybe we had an off day. Who knows what, you know, but spirit is going to come through as spirit does. And the key is trusting the process and trusting that spirit is going to come through. So in fear, that's a great way to trust. Wow. I mean, that's the other thing you mentioned, though, is these guides, they they can be very persistent when they want you to do things. So yes, you answered the call. Yeah, it's well, you know, uh, we were talking to some people in our, our soul empowerment community and telling them things along the lines of you just if you get a message, it's going to keep coming back. So you're not going to miss it because some people are like, oh, I missed my opportunity to hear this message. I'm like, no, you didn't. It'll come back. If it's important, it'll come back stronger and stronger and stronger, you know, until finally you take action. So sometimes taking action is the way to make them go away. (laughs) And so we're like, okay, leave me alone. I'll do it. Yes. They finally got through. There's a saying that what is yours is coming to you anyway. So I don't know that there's any missed opportunities. Do you? No, I don't think there are missed opportunities. You know, it's a human thing. In my mind, we always feel like there's only so much money. There's only so much time. There's only so much of this and that. But if we look at it from a broader perspective, there is no time. Everything is in abundance. Absolutely. So So I guess they were giving you a clue by causing you to live near Lilydale all those years and never going. (laughs) Isn't that wild? Yeah, I was a public school. Destined to be there eventually, apparently. Right. And it's odd. I actually came to school here, uh, music school, because I'm a professional violinist as well. So I came to music school here and then got a job right there and stayed. And the whole reason I came to this this college was because it was the furthest one away from um, my family Um, because I wanted to get away. I don't don't know why. There was nothing wrong with my family, but I just was like, I got to get away. So it was the furthest one away still in New York State. So that's why I came out here. What a strange way to make a decision. I love it. I actually, I think that's a great way to make a decision. I think (laughs) I can relate to many things in my own life. We go around and around, but we still wind up where we're supposed to be. So yeah. Now, Lilydale's in upstate New York. So do you get to it easiest from Buffalo? Yes. We're about an hour south of Buffalo and an hour north of Erie, Pennsylvania. So we're kind of right in between there in the yeah. rural area. <laughs> and they, you still are having the, the mediumship circles and everything on a weekly basis and church services and all kinds of things up there. Right. Yes. The season officially opens June 23rd and, but, um, Lilydale's open year round. It's just once winter comes, we get a lot of snow. So, you know, we'll still have church services and um, occasionally some workshops live in person um, off season, but with the snow, you know, (laughs) it's best if you don't come here, like basically December through March. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So what do you, I guess, is it communicating with the dead? Is that the number one request that you receive from people? Yeah, it is. It is interesting because I was um, 
a few years ago, I was talking to my website designer and she's like, well, you know, how does it all work out? And I said, people come and most of the time people do want to talk to their loved ones on the other side. But then every now and then we get the people that they're like, no, no, I don't really want to talk to them or I want them to tell me what to do. And spirit may or may not do that. But Lilydale, the whole point of Lilydale is the communication with people on the other side and spiritual healing as well. Um, and Lilydale itself is a community of peace and healing. It's just amazing. It's, since you were here, when you came through the gates, did you notice the energy shift? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. It's just magical there. You have all the, um, the little houses and everything, the beautiful grounds. And it, it felt like you were being transported back in time to the 1800s or something. Because when, when was it founded? At least 150 years ago, right? Oh, yeah. I think we're like, this is our 148th or 49th season, something like that. Yeah. I mean, you feel like you've stepped through a portal into a different time dimension. It was amazing. Absolutely yeah. amazing. The energy is is wild. And people who even don't feel energy, they'll come through the gate and their energy does change, but they may not identify it that way. And some people are like, oh, I want to move here and live here forever. It's amazing. And other people, they go the other way and they get really irritable. And it's it's almost as though their energy can't handle it. It's a small percentage um, that come in and they just get really nasty. It's like, calm down, just you know, breathe, you know, have a good time instead. Um, but the vast majority of people come in and they just, it's just so magical. And you know, we're right here on the lake and we have an old growth forest where we don't cut down the trees and you can walk in the woods and feel that energy as well. It truly is magical. It is amazing there. You know how like different places you travel, sometimes time speeds up or slows down. So I was in, I live outside of Dallas, Texas. So it's a huge area now, 20 million people around here. Oh, and then I just got back from a trip to Virginia Beach with your fabulous husband uh, at the Edgar Casey Center. And to me there, time just really slows down. And so then I would say Lilydale then is just taking it to the next level. It's very calming to me, very slow and peaceful. Like you're just trying to tap into the more simple times, you know, before we had this and, you know, all the screens and everything. I just thought it was fantastic. Yeah, it's wonderful. We got new roads last year because uh, we got new water pipes too. So we have new water pipes. We have new roads. It is just, it's so much that really helps, <laughs> you know, without the potholes that we had while we were waiting for the water system to come in. And wow. so that made the energy even better too. Wow. That is fantastic. You know, the other thing that's, it reminds me of Lilydale a little bit is the story of the Fox sisters who we're doing all of the parlor tricks and hearing the spirits that was up in Rochester. Is that right? Yes. Yep. And wasn't that around the same time? Was it, was it concurrent to Lilydale when the spiritualist movement started or do you I know believe so? That? Yeah. I know minimally about it. We have a Fox garden, a Fox sisters garden here, like a memoriam to them. Um, and I know their house had burned down at some point later. Um, so that was something. Yeah. It was, a, that's a whole interesting story because some of it was debunked. Some of it yes. wasn't, and we don't really know what happened. Um, but nonetheless, <laughs> I know that spirit definitely communicates, you know? Yes. 
This is a, um, I don't remember much about it either. I, I was really fascinated about the Fox sisters for a while. Like it captured my attention. I feel like really at home in all of upstate New York. And I feel like it's probably past lives or something like that. Maybe I knew of them or something, but I don't remember the whole story, but it was these young girls who claimed that spirits were communicating with them and they were rapping on the walls. And so they would conduct these seances. And as you said, it was debunked and they were disgraced in some way, but I've just always been fascinated by that story. And then you think about Lilydale, where this is the gathering of the spiritualist community to speak with the dead and communicate with the dead. I just think it's fascinating. Very yeah. interesting. Good vibes up there in that whole area. Oh yeah. And Lilydale was also really big in the women's suffrage um, stuff and having people come here and speak and everything. And so it's, it's nice because Lilydale is really a uh, free thinking community where everyone is accepted you know it doesn't make a difference what kind of person you are by whatever labels people put on but also it's we have a lot of people here who used to be catholic priests or nuns you know at any religions and it's the we always say the god of your understanding and you know there's a freedom with that to believe yeah. what you want to believe and what feels right for you I think that is absolutely fantastic. So you started also a spiritual community. So tell us about that. I know there are so many people signing up for it. You've got a wait list right now, but tell us about your community. Yeah, about a year ago, uh, I saw something online about creating a, an, an online community. And I thought, oh, you know, it was one of those moments where spirits like, here you go you need to do this. And so I talked to Greg, um, my husband, um, and that was before we got married, because we just got married in July. And I talked to him and I said, you know, I think we need to start this. And so we started talking about what kind of a community is important for people now, because so many people are waking up to spirituality, or they're having experiences, and they don't know what to do with them. You know, some people are like, oh, I, somebody's talking to me. I feel somebody talking to me in my head and I think it's a spirit and I think I'm crazy. And I'm like, no, you're not. <laughs> Come talk to me. I get it. Or, you know, they're, they're having these other things that are just happening, synchronicities, or they're also feeling like there should be more to life. I want more. I want more meaning. I want more purpose. I want more joy. My life might look fine on the surface, but there's still something missing. And so people right now are waking up and recognizing that there has to be more to life. They may not know what it is and they may not know where to go. So we established this community and we call it the soul empowerment community because what we want to do is help people empower themselves to live from their soul's truth in all of our individual unique expressions of it. So how I work in my soul is different than from how you work, but we might have similarities. And everyone has their own unique soul qualities of how they express themselves in the world, especially these days. So we started this and we've been doing things like twice a month we have live events and, you know, we, um, Greg just did a dream interpretation workshop. You know, I've got one I'm doing coming up on auras because everybody wants to know about auras, right? Because they're fun to play with. So we cover all sorts of different topics because everybody has different interests, and this community, it's, oh my gosh, I i can't tell you, uh, I give you the words to describe how amazing the people are in the community. These are about the nicest, kindest, 
most loving people I have ever experienced around me where everyone is like this. And I know a lot of really loving people, you know, it's amazing. We're and everybody. And we really wanted to make it a community where everyone felt safe to be themselves, where no one is going to be judging anybody else. And they don't. They just don't. And as they're expanding their love and they're getting more aware of who they are at the soul level, they're becoming even more loving and kind. And it's just the most amazing community. So people are learning and they're making new friends at the same time. It's beautiful. I think that was one of the great things. I mean, the pandemic was hard, but one of the great things for me that came out of it was, yeah, I had developed a community of my own also. And and it was interesting when we, because you don't, you don't often think that we could connect online and it would still be as meaningful as connecting in person, but yet it really is. And now some of us have actually met in person, of course, you know, after we got, um, you know, let go of, you know, let out of our houses or whatever you want to say. <laughs> and so I think that the online environment is still very important. And I think that was ultimately one of the gifts of this weird period that we're just coming out of. Absolutely. And that online part, you know, with my radio show, I do it live on Facebook as well. And I feel so connected to the people there as well. You know, I'll know their name. And I, I said to them last week, whenever it was, and I said, hey, if you see me at Lilydale, introduce yourself. I'll remember your name, but I won't know who you are. So that will be fun. And we also, um, part of our community, the online soul empowerment community, we had our first in-person gathering a couple of weeks ago. And we had about, I don't know, 18 or 20 people could come. And we are all over the country and in Canada as well. So it's obviously a little hard to get everybody together, but we had a nice group and it was so much fun to meet people in person. Yeah, it is neat. It is neat. Wow. It's just such extraordinary times that we're living in, don't you think? Extraordinary is the word, is the word. And I I am always telling people um, that uh, that phrase I mentioned to you before we started about, uh, we were very brave to come to our physical incarnation at this time. We are very brave. And then I usually follow it up with, and the reason we're here is that each one of us is alive at this time to spread our light. Every single person is important. You know, because people are feeling like, what can I do? I can't make life better. I can't fix all these problems. And so they start to feel helpless and powerless. And if they recognize that their light, how they shine their light is so important to every individual they meet, then they feel a little more empowered. Oh, definitely. And you're so right. I mean, I really believe that we all chose to be here at this time. And every single person is such a unique creation. There's never going to be any other person like each individual that's out there. And we are all together here for a reason. It's amazing. It really is. It, it's it's truly stunning. You know, it's kind of like we're all this, this little piece of a puzzle, you know, and that puzzle's not complete if one of us isn't there. It's because amazing. Sometimes it's just within our own sphere of influence, we can make a difference through kindness, through just being there for others. I think that sometimes it's really easy to look at you know, unfortunately, see things that are on the news or something and just get so overwhelmed and feel like, how can we do anything? But we can. And that has to, I think, begin with each individual just within their own sphere of influence, whatever that is. 
Absolutely. I call that uh, the ripple effect, where I affect one person who affects another and affects another. And then I keep telling people, if we do this, if enough people do it, we're going to create that tidal wave of love that is going to go out. And and I also tell them this is the only way we're going to continue shifting this energy is if each person does their part. Absolutely. So when is your radio show on and, and how can we hear you? Yeah, uh, it's on Facebook Live, um, also on Blog Talk Radio, and it's on my Facebook page, which is Colleen Vanderzyden, Medium and Intuitive Life Coach. If you type in Colleen Vander, I probably will pop up because um, people panic with Vanderzyden. I'm like, it's actually pretty straightforward, but that's okay. Um, and, <laughs> um, believe me, my friend, you can look at my name and yes. Um, and like, hey, you know. What? Yes, but we confused. will have um, your links below. And also tell us about your book. It's amazing. Yes. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's called, I always have it here because I, I pick up my book regularly and thumb through it and go, this is what, oh, that's the one I need today. So my subtitle is Magical Mind Games to Get Unstuck and Reignite Your Joy. And these, you know how we get mind games in our head and we can't stop them? So these are magical mind games where we're empowered, we're in control. We're choosing where we're putting our mindset, where we're putting our thoughts and stuff. And these magical mind games are all things I either compiled or created during my adventure of self-discovery. So after I woke up about six, seven years later, um, I was like, wait a minute. I noticed finally, I'm, I'm slow sometimes with myself. I noticed that I was happier. I was less stressed. If something happened that bothered me or didn't go the way I wanted it to, I had a strategy in my head that I was using to move myself in a new direction. And I was like, oh, I didn't even know I did that. And so it was, I had these. So I started writing them down and I had no idea I was going to make a book about this. I know I wanted to write a book, but I didn't know about what. So I started kind of paying attention to what I was doing. And as I, I got going and, and finally realized um, I like teaching, I was a teacher in the public schools for years. I love teaching. It is my purpose is to teach. And so I wanted to have a book that would be a resource for people that they could use when something happens and they could come back to it and go, oh yes, there it is. And so I, I got these all organized and, and finally, after a couple of false starts writing, <laughs> like really bad first draft that was like, so not the right book. And I'm like, Ooh, started over. And I got these all set and there's like 32 uh, magical mind games. And the first one is I choose because so many people think they don't have a choice. Well, I have to do it this way. Do you, <laughs> you know, or I, I, I can't do it that way. And I'm like, why not? You know, so recognizing that everything we're doing, we're always choosing. And so much of it is habitual. We don't pay attention. But when we become aware that we're choosing, we're choosing how we're feeling. We're choosing to allow this person to bother us. We're choosing to let our brains go into crazy mode. We're choosing all of the time. And usually people read the first chapter and they're like, oh, I had no idea. And that kind of wakes them up. And it's such a, a basic thing for us who are growing spiritually and evolving. But when we're first waking up, we, we don't know. <laughs> we, we don't know. And we need that guidance. And so in, in my book, I have all these stories and then how I applied the magical mind games. And some of them are so simple. 
that people might discount them. You know, like we hear that phrase, go with the flow, right? right? And I stuck that in there because we don't go with the flow. And if we were intentional about going with the flow and going, okay, this is happening. What can I do? Well, going with the flow means we're accepting whatever is happening. Doesn't mean we like it. Doesn't mean we want it. It's there and we can or cannot change it. It depends. But if we go with the flow, we get we are back in our power and we decide how we're going to respond. Maybe we'll stop resisting something. And maybe instead we'll just go, oh yeah, yep, that's happening. I can't change it. So what can I do to make myself feel better? And there you go. Now you're back in the flow again. So things like, you know, it's some of it's so simple, but I wish I'd had this book 20 whatever years ago. I wish some I had written it and gone back in time and gave it to myself. <laughs> Wouldn't that have been fun? Um, and I would have been That'd like, be great. what a great idea, <laughs> you know? So it's it's a resource. And people tell me all the time, they just come back to it again. It's really helpful. And, and so much of it was really channeled and guided through me, you know? It's so true though. I mean, we make our lives, you know, about a thousand times more difficult than they need to be. And it is always the simple thing. You're thinking it couldn't really be that simple. Well, it is, you know, and that's why it, it, it's a, it's a great book to just get in there and can almost just open it to a random page and then just get in there and dive into what you needed to see at that moment, which is good. Yeah, it's fun. And like I said, I still, I'll still pick up my book and look at it and go, that's a great story. That's so much fun. <laughs> And reminding ourselves of just the simple things is always a good thing to be doing. Absolutely. Because, right. you know, simplicity really is best, you know, and why, why are we getting stuck? You know, why, why are we stuck? You know, things happen in life. It's just the way it is. And sometimes they're really horrible things, you know, and once we get past the emotions and we can process them a bit, you know, if something really traumatic happens, you know, we can't just go switch our brain. We really have to process first and then move on. Absolutely. So did you mention you and Greg uh, got married last July? Last July. Yeah. Well, congratulations. Yeah. Thanks. So you are married to Greg Untenberger. So how did, can we ask, how did you meet? Oh yes, absolutely. It's a fun story. It's one of the best stories ever Um, because years, well, in 2000, I think it's 2018, if I'm remembering correctly, I went to the ARE, the Edgar Casey place in Virginia beach, and I was there for a mediumship workshop. And I went in the bookstore and, you know, being on a spiritual path for a long time, I pretty much have all the books in the world, it seems. And I was in the bookstore and I came across his book and I picked it up, his book, The Quickening. So I picked it up and I started skimming through and I thought, oh, this looks interesting, you know? So I bought it and I started reading it while I was at the mediumship workshop. And when I got home, I finished the book. Now this is abnormal. Normally I start a book and especially if it's spiritual stuff, I'm like, yep, I know this already. Yep. Okay. Nothing new really here, but this book I finished and I got done and I loved it so much that I tried to find him online. So I found his website and I was like, hmm, and (laughs) didn't see much there. So then I found him on Facebook. And so I sent him a message. Well, we weren't friends on Facebook. So you know how the messages to somebody you don't know go into some file somewhere till you accidentally yes. stumble upon it. So a few months later, he stumbled upon it and sent me a message. And um, I just wanted to know if he had any workshops because I thought it would be fun to go and do some of the things he did, you know, like spiritual activation or his past life regression things and so much stuff. But there was nothing I could go to. And so we just became Facebook friends. And that was it. You know, I'd see his posts here and there and he'd see mine here and there. And then in um, February of 2020, I saw um, a video I thought he would like. 
And so I sent him this video and I said, I really think you'd like this. From what I'd seen him posting, I knew we had a similar mindset on some things. So I sent him this video. And so then we started chatting through Facebook Messenger. And for some reason, we were just, you know, messaging back and forth fairly regularly. And I was working on my book then. I was writing the real rough draft. And so he was giving me some suggestions and, you know, I would tell him what was going on and he would share some of the poetry he had written. And so we just kept talking and... And then in March, he's like, hey, maybe we should video. And I'm like, okay. So we did a video chat and stuff. And we kept talking. And then it turned to, to us talking for anywhere from two to three hours a night um, on video, almost almost every night. And it was just, it was nice to have somebody to talk to where we were of similar mindset. You know, we we both were spiritually inclined. We both believed a lot of the same things, you know, we do have some differences here and there, but they are so minor or small or insignificant. And, but it was really nice. And it wasn't like a romantic thing, you know, for months really. And then, um, this is actually good. And I haven't told this story, but I think your audience would appreciate it. Um, people haven't heard this one. Um, not many, you know, uh, you remember the George Floyd stuff that yes. happened and Greg is very sensitive uh, to lots of things like that and so he was you know he wasn't he lives in Texas right and I'm in New York and so he was uh, being alone all the time with COVID stuff around him you know we couldn't leave we didn't have people to you know be around us and he was really upset with all the things that were happening and I said to him you know I've been a healer for a long time and I do distant healing and I said when I do distant healing people can usually tell where I am on their body they might feel it or whatever I said what if I sent you a hug and we'll see what happens you know and so I sent him an energetic hug right um, you know, in the evening and stuff. The next day, he told me he could feel it. It was like he could tell how I was hugging him and he could tell with the energy. And I was like, well, that's cool. And so then we did it again. And I was like, and so then I saw, I'm going to try something different, you know, like visualize hugging him, you know, from behind him that way and just give him a hug like that. And he said to me, and so we talked on the phone. He goes, it was, it was really weird. It was like you were behind me. And I'm like, I was. <laughs> and, wow. and that was actually the turning point because I was sending such positive, loving energy and he could feel it. And it was like, all of a sudden we were like, oh, there's something really weird happening right now, you know, that he could feel it to that depth. Yeah. And so obviously you can see why I can't tell that story to everyone, um, but you believe it, right? Yeah. And, but it was amazing. And then after that, um, it just was different. And so it was excellent for me because my dating history has not been the best. I would meet somebody and in after like three dates or whatever they call it these days, um, they're like, oh, I love you so much. I'm going to move in with you. And I'm like, whoa, you don't even know me yet. And so we got to know each other on a, a real person to person, soul to soul level without having physical stuff being in the way, you know? So that was awesome. And at the time for him, he had had um, really bad hips and was barely walking. He was actually using a walker and a cane. And, um, you know, and I knew all that, but eventually what ended up happening is, you know, we're still in COVID heavy duty in 2020. In the end of September that year, I drove to North Carolina and he drove to North Carolina and we met there um, in the middle-ish. It was really more 
two thirds further away from him than me, you know, but we met there and hit it off immediately. Thank God, because I don't know what we would have done otherwise, you know, right. But just getting to know each other on that other level made a huge difference. We knew each other so well, you know, so then it was just a matter of do our energies vibe in person and thank God it did. So yeah, it's a wild story. Just a wild story. I am so happy for the two of you. That is fantastic. It's so important to have someone you can actually talk to at that level and that you are gelling on so many different levels in things beside the physical, obviously. So that is just absolutely fantastic. It's amazing because, you know, I can, I can talk about anything. And the the wonderful thing um, in our relationship is we're both safe to be who we really are. So, and I can be really scattered and I can just say things in a weird way, apparently, and it's just (laughs) me. And it's so wonderful to be safe in that kind of situation where you are free to say whatever. And so we have a great relationship. I don't, I don't know. It's really, it really is um, divine order because what are the chances that everything would have laid out like it did. Like I couldn't have made that happen. (laughs) It's amazing. It's just amazing. So that's incredible. I am so happy for you. Thanks. So I'm going to keep your website below so that friends can find you. Um, You've got to go check out Colleen's website, her book, the spiritual community that her and Greg have. Um, And you do reading still for people. Yes. Uh, at, who are not in Lilydale, correct? Yes. So in, once the summer, oh, I have a cat in my room. Once the summer. No, we summer, welcome animals here, believe me. Wanna, uh, mine's outside, but oh, how beautiful. This is Angel. She's a rag. Oh. Apparently she was sleeping in here and I didn't even know. Um, so yeah, she's a wonderful cat. Just wonderful. So sweet. Um, yeah. So once little, um, I do readings in person in Lilydale and then also Zoom uh, video readings um, as well. And so uh, I spend a lot of time in Lilydale. And then once the fall comes, it just depends on how my schedule is, how much I'm doing then. So. Okay, great. It's Fun getting times. ready to start. So I hope you have a great um, summer at Lilydale. I'm hoping to make it there one day again. So yeah, you'll have to come back and do a workshop again. Yeah, that would be great. Absolutely. I would love to do that. Fantastic. Oh yeah, that would be wonderful. Well, I wish you all the best, continued success and happiness to you, to Greg, to all of your work and your community. Fantastic. Well, thank you. Thank you. It was so nice being here with you today and chatting. I love talking about all this stuff. Yeah, it is a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. It So friends, you got to check out Colleen's website. We'll have it all below, all of the links to her book and everything else. Check her out. She's the real deal. And I will check all of you out on the next episode of Healing Arts. Hey friends, guess what? My new book, Past Lives in Ancient Lands and Other Worlds, Understand Your Soul's Journey Through Time is out and available. And you can order this book and visit ancient civilizations, including prehistory hunter-gatherers, Mesopotamia, Babylon, the Persian Empire, Egypt, Greece, Europe, the Americas, Rome, Asia and Australia, and travel into other worlds, including Atlantis and Lemuria, 
outer space, and so much more. This book features over 50 guided journeys to help you understand your soul's journey through time. So check it out. Visit my website, pastlifelady.com. Click on the book link and order Past Lives in Ancient Lands and Other Worlds today. Thank you so much. You've been listening to Healing Arts with Dr. Shelley Kerr. Visit me online at pastlifelady.com or on YouTube at Past Life Lady or connect with me on Facebook at Past Life Lady. <music>